always remember, you are never going to have a hater that's doing more than you are. Haters are always going to be doing less. For sure, that is a rule. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Make It Glow Show. I'm your host, Megan Greencorn, a six-figure esthetician, med spa owner, beauty business coach, and entrepreneur. Over the last decade, I've built a business I used to only dream about, and now I have the freedom to do whatever I want in life whenever I want to do it. On the show, we talk about owning and running a successful beauty business, entrepreneurial advice and tips, and business and success mindset and strategies. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this podcast helps enhance your business and your life. Hey, hey, family. Welcome to this week's episode of the Make It Glow Show. This week, we are talking about haters and how to deal with them. So, you know, you see all all this shit, like, fuck the haters. Like, yes, to an extent. But let's talk about this from a business standpoint. Haters are always going to be part of your life when you're running a business, and especially a successful, profitable business. Most people don't love to see others trying to do more, be more, and better themselves. It is way easier to talk shit to those people than actually sack up and do more with their own lives. Always remember, you are never going to have a hater that's doing more than you are. Haters are always going to be doing less. For sure, that is a rule. People that have been where you are, people that are actively running successful businesses and bettering themselves won't ever talk shit to you because they know how hard it is to do what you're trying to do. The keyboard warriors and even the ones with big enough balls to say shit to your face will never be doing more than you. At their core, they're almost always extremely unhappy individuals. And listen, misery loves company. But how do you deal with these people professionally? I've seen this done beautifully and really terribly many times, but here's my few tips in a couple of situations that I've dealt with. So number one, I'll always try and give these people the benefit of the doubt. Some people just truly don't understand what goes into running a business. I'll give one kind but firm response to a stupid comment. I'll be as educational as possible while still trying to be nice. This admittedly is very difficult for me because I don't deal with any disrespect in my life or business, and I take stupid, nasty comments as blatant disrespect. However, I will give them one nice response. Number two, if they respond with more stupidity, I will let them have it. Here's the thing. Haters always think that their opinion is right. There's also an overall air in today's society of, I'm always right, let me scream at you, and you have to take it. No. No, no. This is a huge piece of what I teach my mentoring clients. I don't care if it's a family member or some random internet turd. You stand firm and never, ever let anyone speak down to you. Now, when I say let them have it, I mean tear their heads off professionally. I had to do this recently after a complete random comment on one of my Instagram reels. The reel was aimed at other beauty professionals talking about how important it is to educate your clients, which regardless of what any client says, this is paramount to building your clientele and to giving them good services. Anyway, I'm actually going to read these comments here so you guys can hear how I responded. 
Um, let me pull up my Instagram really quick. So this woman, she does not follow me. She has never commented on any of my things before. It must have just been something random in the algorithm that brought her up. But she said, things I look for, one, results, which I'll give her that for sure. You want results. Two, did you take the time to really give me what I asked for and not what fits into your schedule and is easy? This tells me that she's had probably some bad experiences with some stylists that maybe have rushed her, maybe haven't really listened to her. And this is kind of common, I find, with other beauty professionals, especially hair, nails, makeup, um, specifically those, that it is you do really have to listen to people. And number three, you listen to what I ask for, which again tells me that she hasn't been listened to. So this woman has had some bad experiences and she's just kind of letting it fly, right? Number four, provide a luxe experience. Then she says, I'm happy to pay. Hand me wine. Don't talk so much. Have luxe surroundings. I've went back to doing my own hair because stylists don't provide what I ask for. I get regular massages, facials, Botox, fillers, pedicures, because these people do provide those things. No, I don't want info. I want you to do what I tell you to do. Now, couple things here. When she says, I've gone back to doing my own hair, this kind of tells me that she's a high maintenance bitch. Now, especially with hair and makeup, it, it can be really difficult. I did makeup for years. Catering to people's expectations is very, very difficult. And if you don't set the standard from the get-go, these types of people, usually at their core, are extremely insecure. They don't like how they look, and they kind of take it out on stylists, which sucks because then we're basically like, well, I, I gave you what you wanted, and they're like, well, no, you didn't. So this tells me that she's probably that type of client. And then at the end, she said, no, I don't want info. I want you to do what I tell you to do. This tells me that she's very disrespectful to service providers. This is not a situation where the client is always right. And honestly, that is not something that I will ever teach anyone. The client is never always right. This is your business. You run it how you see fit. (laughs) This also tells me that she's a bitch, quite frankly. But here's how I responded. I said, one, results require education. Service providers aren't magic wands. Clients have to do their part at home to ensure those results. Two, sounds like you've had some bad experiences here. Sorry. So I kind of validated her a little bit. Three, service providers should always be listening, but some just do what they think is best. So again, validating her. Four, Lux experience is possible for some service providers, not all. Many solo service providers cannot afford a Lux experience as the overhead is crazy high for that kind of vibe. Working in skincare, especially corrective, info is 100% necessary to protect the skin. It's a liability otherwise. Sounds like you're probably best suited to a larger salon or spa that doesn't focus much on each individual client. That's me kind of putting it back to her being like, I think you're a difficult bitch in not so many words. And of course she responded. She said, a provider can always make an experience more luxe. There's always something you as a professional can do. Throw in a massage when you wash the hair or use aromatherapy when doing a facial. Also, large salons don't have time for what I require. My hair takes five to six hours and I like a professional blowout on top of that. I want tiny bits of hair blown out at a time and I have very thick and coarse hair. 
she sealed her fucking fate with that comment. Like, come on, you officially told me that you are an incredibly difficult person to work with. And I can see why you've gone back to doing your own hair because you've probably actually been fired by several stylists. So at that point, I was like, fuck it. I'm over it. I said, I'm well aware of how to make a service more luxurious. However, wine and aromatherapy come at a cost that not all providers can afford. Wine is even illegal in some states if providers don't have a liquor license. This is why I teach education. It's free to give to clients and so many don't. Just because you have some pretty high expectations and want a provider to just shut up and do as they're told doesn't mean we as service providers have to tolerate that type of behavior from clients. Best of luck with your unrealistic expectations. And I left that up for a day or so just so she could see it. And then I blocked the bitch. Because listen, people like this, they just, like I said, they always think they're right. And they're not going to be told any different. So it is literally a waste of your fucking time and precious energy to argue with these people. Now, number three, like I said, block those fuckers. If it's taking time and energy away from you and your day, block them. There will literally always be people that talk shit, tell you you're wrong. You shouldn't run your business like that. Yada, 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 yada bullshit. This is where you have to grow some tough skin if you haven't already. But it's personally kind of fun for me to laugh and be like, okay, Karen, thanks for your wonderful advice. Peace, love, and fuck off. One more scenario. So dealing with no-shows in the business can be a real gut punch. And a while back, I had to repost my policies on, got all my stories explaining why this was so important and talking about being no-showed by a client. Now, mind you, I didn't call her out at all. I just said it's extremely rude and disrespectful to do that, especially when canceling an appointment is so freaking simple. It's literally pressing a button. Sure enough, someone responded who, again, I'd never spoken to, Um, She never interacted with any of my content, but she felt the need to call me cringy. And from a business standpoint, it was apparently really unprofessional. Now, did this person own a business? No, because I asked her. These people will never understand what it feels like to have money literally stolen from you, all because an individual was completely irresponsible and disrespectful. If you have people try to call you out for quote unquote shaming these clients, All you have to do is ask them how they'd feel coming to work at their job for two hours and their boss being like, oh, well, I've decided to not pay you for those two hours. Bet they'd be pissed off, right? Because that's how they feed their families and pay their bills, right? Don't you ever, ever let someone try to shit on you for being firm with your policies and talking about your feelings very openly. There can be this kind of air in business, and I'm guilty of it too, of being you know, ultra professional and not talking about certain things. But I do think these are things that kind of clients need to be beat over the head with nicely. But people need to know that you don't take shit. Okay, because taking shit like this from people costs you money every single time. I think we all know not to specifically call out clients. Like, you know, don't shout out their fucking names. But I see nothing wrong with calling out the central issues and making it known that shit like that just is not tolerated in your business. Don't even get me started with the whole, well, that's just part of the industry, and you just need to learn to deal with it, and that just comes with the territory. Bullshit. No, you don't. Holding people accountable for their actions isn't something we're a fan of in today's world, unfortunately, but guess what? It's your business. That is the beauty of this. And you get to hold people accountable if that's what you want to do, which is what I would highly recommend. 
No one wants to be a doormat. Don't you dare be a doormat in your business. Take your power back, my friends. This means when responding to asshole comments, be strong and take your stance. Internet bullies rarely back down because the keyboard gives them so much power. So you'll usually have to block these people, but I do think it's worth responding as professionally as possible once because you never know who's reading those comments. You could even gain a couple of clients who appreciated your responses and how you handled yourself. I had this situation happen with a bad Google review. I had never even worked with the client She was texting me at 11 o'clock at night, calling me at six o'clock in the morning. And I finally just said, you know, I don't think this is going to be the best fit. And sure enough, she left me a bad Google review and I responded to her and I said, you know, respectfully, I have screenshots of you berating me over text, you calling me at, you know, midnight and at 6 a.m. and just basically harassing me. And it worked. She removed her review. So it is worth responding to these people, but just once, don't give them a lot of time and energy, okay? At the end of the day, how you handle haters is completely up to you. Whether you choose to delete and block immediately, try to respond professionally, or just all out let them fucking have it. Just remember that you do own a business and your shit is public. Anyone and everyone can see it. I wouldn't recommend trashing them, but you get the picture here. And remember, this is one of the many reasons why very few people have extremely successful businesses. Haters is part of the game. People talking shit to you is part of the game. Put your blinders on and fucking work. This is kind of where I feel like I personally excel because that shit just fuels me. I'm like, okay, you think I can't do this? Fuck you. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do it 10 times better than what I even thought I could do myself. Are they going to pay your bills? No, didn't think so. Keep doing you and keep shining bright as fuck, you beautiful badass. Haters hate that shit. Keep pissing them off. I love you guys. Hey, beautiful soul. Thank you so much for listening today. Before you go, would you like a free business strategy call? If that sounds like a hell yes, just leave an honest review of your thoughts on this podcast on either Spotify or Apple and DM me a screenshot of your review to the Glow Lounge Indie on Instagram. When I receive that, I'll reach out to schedule your free business strategy call. Love you so much. Thank you again for listening.